Welcome to Invisible Talks, where the truth, different perspectives, and stories are discussed with invisible voices. Media outlets vary in using anonymous sources. There's no such thing as off the record, but here on Invisible Talks, all of our stories are off the record. If you're good, put the pieces together. I'm your host, Tyra Elin, recording in the Podcast Town studio. I want to hear your story and perspective to make my life better. I'm tuned in. When I look at the entertainment industry and where the world is trending, I feel there's a need to humanize artists in our local communities and on big platforms. An artist comes here to share a piece of them through their music. How I receive their music may be different from the how they wrote it. That's the beauty of art, right? So our next guest, she's a talented artist, which I probably didn't realize about 13 years ago, but I see it today. And so before we dive into her lyrics, I have a huge question for her. I've listened to some of her covers on YouTube and music is definitely her language. And with that being said, we're going to have her open up by describing the last two years of her life by singing a song that she's written or another artist has written. Well, I wrote this song Right after I moved home from Toronto, which was probably 2019, and it was when I had thought I was going to stay in Toronto, I moved there to pursue music, you know, do what everyone wants to do, get out of hometown and go pursue your dreams. And I had, you know, a big life thing happen. Long story short, my dad had a brain aneurysm, lives in a nursing home now. He was 64, ICU five weeks, um, slowly came back to uh He's still in a wheelchair, still can't fully, you know, talk, but he um, remembers me, remembers things. He can, I don't want to get too into it, but basically a big thing, uh, life-altering thing happened to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, this song is called Change In, and it's about, I mean, understanding that life is always going to change. A lot's changed since I even wrote that song. Right. I wrote it before COVID. <laughs> Who does not? And now it's like the lyrics mean even more. Um so yeah, I'll just do a little bit right now. One minute I'm in the six, next minute I'm doing this. Not quite sure what the next step is. Everything happening so fast, holding on desperately to the past. Wondering if what's to come will last. We all need to know that change is good. Even if a life goes away, we never thought it would. Always changing, always rearranging the life that we have come to know. Always changing, always complicating all the ways we want to go. That was so And that was a little shaky, you know. (laughs) We just got (laughs) right into it. Thank you. Even with that song, you talk about changes, right? And not only the last few years, just in life. And I feel a lot of soul and passion when I listen to you sing. Oh, thank you. How has music changed your life? Music, you know, it's funny. I've had such an evolution with Mm -hmm. music growing up. I mean, you can attest to this. I was very quiet about it, very shy. I didn't sing in front of people. I didn't do the choir. I didn't do the musicals. I didn't do anything like that. I sang by myself in the basement. And I, you know, was so, I think when I look back on it, because I was so into just the vocals of it and the art, you know, the melody behind it. I wasn't really listening to the words. Mm -hmm. I was just so caught up in 
you know, how to hit certain riffs. And I would just sit down there and sing like crazy. And then when I, as I got older, and I didn't start write a song until I was 26. I'm 29 now. Wow. 30 um, in May. And it took, you know, really going through that, like my dad, the life altering event. And suddenly like a song just kind of came out of me. Mm -hmm. And it made me realize like all those years before it was leading up to, I always knew I had a songwriting in me. Mm -hmm. And I just had to go through something, I guess. Right. You know, because some people start when they're 10 and they write a song. Like I never did, I never did that. I just like was obsessed with singing Mm -hmm. um, and mocking or trying to do it exactly the way Mariah Carey or Christina Aguilera or any of those big ones did it. And so now my relationship with it has evolved so much because I, I hear songs now that I listened to years ago and I hear it so much differently because I'm actually listening to the words. Right. Not just, you know, the music. And right. so I feel like my journey's still going. Right. I'm still like figuring out my relationship with music because it's like I know what I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what do you do with it? And so all these songs I've written are definitely, you know, they all have a pretty deep meaning. I don't just write a song like some people wake up and are like, oh, I'm going to write a song about you know, a boy or whatever it is. Right. So, yeah. That's interesting. And even how just listening to what you just sang and what we're going to discuss today, I hear this bridge of impact where you literally had to probably brace yourself of moving to a city to protect, to chase your dreams. And then this sickness with your dad, how did you balance that? And what really pulled you? Did your sickness, did your dad's sickness pull you back home? Or what was that battle like of passion and love? It did everything. I, as horrible as it was, and it still is every mm-hmm. day, um, it changed me in a good way. I never, it made me right. It made me dig deep. And it's funny because when I lived in Toronto, I had moved there. When there was nothing wrong, everything was fine. Right. Family was good. Every I was just going to pursue my stuff. And then within four months, um, he had the aneurysm, and I happened to be home when he had it. I came mm-hmm. home for Halloween, and it was three days later, and I ended up staying home for a month. And then I went back to Canada. And I feel like having that escape to Toronto was the best thing for me, and I didn't even realize it. Because mm-hmm. my whole life I was here, and I thought about what if this had happened and I lived here? I didn't have the escape that Toronto was. Wow. When I finally left after the whirlwind of him being in the ICU, him, um, just everything and having to be near family, it took me out of it completely and made me just like sit down and be like, what is life? Like you can have your voice taken from you. Like his life was literally taken out from under his feet in the snap of a finger. Right. Like he went from being a normal 64 year old guy walking around to, you know, completely has, will never walk again. Kind mm-hmm. of thing. And so being able, yeah, to be in Toronto and just think about what life is. Why am I here? Why do I have this voice that I have? Like why? And I, you know, spent so much time kind of suppressing it, I guess, or mm-hmm. maybe just using it as my escape instead of reality. And then I realized the power behind music mm-hmm. because that was what really helped me i was listening to like really deep songs just like crying in my car mm-hmm. and then within when was it i don't even remember when i finally wrote this song it was probably within a week of being back in toronto i just 
these words came out of me. Mm -hmm. Keep going is that that's the song that was like the first song I wrote. And it's about pushing through life. And now every, every time I hear people say keep going, obviously it's a very commonly said thing. Right. But I hear people say it now and I'm like, yep. Yeah. And it's, it's a reminder for you. Always. Let's go into your lyrics, because when I was reading them, I was like, OK, Tyra, first of all, you can't go through every line because I would. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. And I feel like hearing someone talk about voices, you can go so many different ways. And 100%. that's really with music. You, t you take the experience that an artist is giving you from their perspective and you reflect on your own. And I believe that's the beauty of it. And so in your opening, you say they come from many places outside and within tell you what they like to do. Or tell you what, what to do. Yes, what to do. Like they've lived in your skin. And so the title being Voices and just like that short blurb, describe the mindset when you wrote that. So with this song, because every song has had, I guess, a different startup, whether I think of even just a title. Mm -hmm. I remember this song, Voices. I was like, I like that word. And I thought it'd be a good title. And okay. I wanted to talk about the voices that are everywhere and it was a time it was like probably the fourth or fifth song I wrote so that was my dad was in mind when I was writing that too but I remember I was using my iPad and I was just like recording loops and harmonies and then I suddenly was like oh I could write some words over this um, but I just I remember the first thing I thought voices they come from many places mm -hmm. and then Honestly, it's so crazy with songs, right? Because I'll, I'll write them, I look back, and I'm like, I don't even know how that happened. Right. <laughs> like, it just falls out of you. And mm -hmm. I, um, I do think that we're all very affected by the voices uh, in our heads and out of our heads. Right. Like, at, they're even. Like, you don't realize how many voices are in your head telling you to do certain things. And then you have the outside ones, and you're like, oh, my God, how do I yeah. even navigate right and so this song helped me put into perspective like girl you have a voice for a reason we all do mm -hmm. like and musician like from a musician stance it's like i've spent so much time comparing myself to musicians right or right. artists or people in mm -hmm. general and you're like oh i can't do that or i can't do that but it's like well you can't do that but you can do this right and so you just need to find what is your voice what is your you know place because right it's there. You just got to like block out certain, certain voices. Right. <laughs> and it's but crazy. It's simply, yeah. Right. You're using the word voice the whole time, but it is a I process. Know. Yeah. And navigating what fills you up to hear the positive voice more mm -hmm. so that that negative Nancy yeah. um, isn't on your shoulder telling you you're not worthy or right. don't do it. Walking in fear versus walking in confidence that how it will play out is how it's meant yeah. to. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's like I wrote this almost three years ago and now it still stands true even more true and mm -hmm. i've shown a few you know a few people have heard it obviously hopefully more will in the future someday, <laughs> but like it's important and i think everybody needs to hear these kinds of things and that's what most of my songs are um it's all just really like important life lesson type things right not necessarily the boy that i liked at school or the you know it's just life life is crazy what right. is it you know and you think of that one um 
what's her name? Uh, Chesley. She was the host. Miss USA. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. But couldn't take it. And it's like, there was something not aligned and there were voices in her head. Right. And there were voices outside. And it's just, once you get a grip on it, and I'm still dealing with it to this day. I think Mm -hmm. we all are. Right. Um, And that's why it's a good reminder. And I've try to make myself sing this song at least like once a week or something mm-hmm. hopefully more <laughs> yeah because it's encouraging i think you can draw from music the strength that you feel like you don't have yes um and that could go the opposite way too if you're listening to something that doesn't fill your cup and it, it takes from your cup it's taking from you as well for sure um, so one of the next ones i i really could not even trim it down if i wanted to um was the <sighs> second verse mm-hmm. some live in your head one comes from your heart. One big key to life is keeping them apart. Others mistaken or take without notice. I've been through some sad-ish, <laughs> which is why I know this. Question is, how can you know? The time you have left on this planet to show. The way you will handle the highs and the lows. You don't. So you reap what you sow. And it made me think about these challenges that you may have faced and then what role has God played up into your life? Because when I saw that last line, you reap what you sow, I immediately thought scripture. And I know it's hard for a lot of people to go through trials and tribulations and that mental health comes into play, but there's a higher power that we serve. And then understanding from your perspective, you know, these words. I just got goosebumps a little bit. Um, yeah. Uh, I always have believed in a higher power to a degree. I mean, sorry, not to a degree. I have. Mm-hmm. I grew up Catholic. Um, but either way, that aside, that doesn't matter. The higher power, um, when my dad's stuff happened, I dove into gospel music more, honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know who Tori Kelly is. Yes. But her song, Never Alone, and God Help Us to Love, I remember listening to those on repeat. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made me believe more in a higher power and not necessarily believe, but want to believe. And Ooh. like, yeah, hope like that's the really the only way pretty much everyone can get their life is holding on to the fact that like, hopefully things can get better because we don't know what our path is. We don't know when we die. Right. If you knew when you died, like you'd be preparing for it or something. It's like you can't really know. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the whole reap what you sow thing, it's like you, consequences will come from actions you do or good things will come from actions you do. You reap rewards, you reap consequences. It's kind of, um, and sorry, I got a little sidetracked, but the higher power, it's, I can't even really begin to explain what, uh, yeah, like I could even cry kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I remember sitting there and like that never alone song. It's like, in my time, I've traveled some roads. That's the song I should have sang at the beginning of this. <laughs> it's like, in my time, I've traveled some roads, a rolling stone, nowhere feels like home. I've seen people come, then they go. Life is just a story of some highs and some lows. Mm-hmm. Tell me, do you believe in miracles? Standing here before your eyes. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. Long story short, you have to hold on to that. 
reading these words, um, listening to you today, I wonder in writing these words, were you writing yourself out of a depression? Yes. And through it, I feel like I still deal with those things today. Mm-hmm. Um, I always have struggled with like anxiety mm-hmm. and, and not necessarily depression because I'm not like diagnosed, but I do know that when I went through that, I was going through mm-hmm. it. And because, you know, a lot of the songs are about just being lost right. in life and, mm-hmm. you know, not knowing where, where it's going to go. And suddenly having this depressing thought like, well, I could, my voice could get taken tomorrow. So what's the point? Mm-hmm. But that's when you know that you're like in a depressive state. Right. It's like, that's not how you, we should be feeling. Mm-hmm. And you get to a point where you actually think it's normal to like think that way. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was normal to be sad. And I still do. Like I'm, I've just had a sad few years. Um, and like my boyfriend's sister passed away a few months, four months ago, 32. And like life was not done yet. And it's just really makes you think about like, what is your purpose? What is it that we're all doing here? And yeah, this song is um, definitely important for people to remember because I think mental health is such a huge, we all know that. And we grew up not talking about it. Right. Um, I mean, when we were in middle school, high school, that we weren't, it was like uh, shameful. Right. Or it was weird. Like if you went to therapy, what was wrong with you? Exactly. Exactly. And now it is so important. And the voices and everyone around us and yourself, like your inner self is, it's so important to like get to a healthy place in order to flourish. Otherwise, you know, you never know. Have you found your voice? I will say when I look at who I was um, before and like when I was in high school and even college, I have definitely found a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still, you know, as a turning 30-year-old person, um, I'm still finding it. But I've found it I've definitely found it in the way that I've written my lyrics and I realized that I could actually write lyrics because I think for a long time I didn't know that I had it in me to write songs. Mm -hmm. And then once I finally wrote one, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Mm -hmm. I get this. Let's keep it going. But that's what Toronto was for me. It was that place for me to thank you to my boyfriend who supported it and he wanted me to go move there and he's a dual citizen. And so he was like, just come here and focus on music right get away from all the hate to say the word again voices all over your you know everywhere Mm -hmm. and I just was alone and just focusing on writing and like what is the message that I want to leave if I were to be gone tomorrow like Mm -hmm. I always joke to him I'm like if I die you better go in my voice memos and you better like make sure someone hears that stuff because Mm -hmm. I can't you know what would have all meant right Right. It's interesting. And you've inspired something I'm going to start doing on this podcast. (laughs) Putting a mirror at the table. Because the way I see you, I don't think you see yourself. Yeah. Like, I hear your voice and I hear Adele. Like, I hear such soul and such power. And a person who's so passionate about what they're saying. 
which leaves legacy just naturally in itself. Um, and just like you said, in high school, you were shy. You were more reserved. Mm-hmm. And to hear you now, I'm like, go. Blossom. <laughs> yes. Um, it is so different. I feel like you have made the transition. But I also know in my own walk, it took me taking my own steps to see it. Mm-hmm. Like people would tell me all the time, Tyra, going to communications, going to broadcast. And I'm like, yeah, not for me. I didn't go to school. I have no idea like mm-hmm. what the background is. And I would run from it. Mm-hmm. And then the opportunity was presented. And I was so nervous and like terrified of the other side yeah. and the, crit- the critiques and the criticism from like fans that I never really owned my space in it. And yeah. now like being removed, it's like, oh, I'm removed. I have to create yeah. my space. Well, we grew up, you know, a college prep school. It's like uh, we were taught you graduate high school, mm-hmm. go to college, and then, like, get a nine-to-five, get your, you know, 401K, get your benefits, all that yes. stuff. And, you know, I went, I graduated in advertising and all that, and then I was just, like, not happy. I didn't like what I was doing, and I wasn't focusing on the right things, and... I eventually like started nannying and then Mm -hmm. I started bartending. And let me just say bartending, I didn't realize how much it would do for me, Mm -hmm. like confidence wise. Um, Because when I first started, I was so nervous. And then once you get comfortable, like you have to talk to all kinds of people and just like be, you know, present and be like a good energy Mm -hmm. because they feed off of you. And that definitely helped me in my confidence thing and like being less shy and People, I feel like everyone always knew I could sing, but because they'd be like, oh, you can sing. I'm like, how? Like, (laughs) I didn't even do it. But I would start, you know, because at the bar, music's always playing. Right. You know, I have karaoke, started singing sometimes. Mm -hmm. And the confidence just over the years has slowly, you know, built. And I think that's a natural, like, we all think when we're in high school, like, we're supposed to have it all ready to go, like, all together, we're going to college, figuring out apparently the rest of our life, <laughs> which <laughs> right. is crazy. And then, like, we really aren't ourselves yet. Mm-hmm. Like, you think you are, and you try to fit this mold. That's kind of what I was doing. Like, when I look back, I didn't do musicals. I didn't do any of that because I didn't think it was, like, cool. No effect. Like, I, I loved it. I right. did it. I sang, you know, all those songs behind closed doors at my house. But I did sports. I was going to parties. I was, you know, I, I wasn't really... I was more worried about fitting in than, mm-hmm. um, you know, hello, like maybe go on a talent show. I don't know. It's like I just really hid from myself. It's And I realized that. And then I've come far. I will say that. But right. I think the journey is still, I think there's still more to it. That's interesting because I see so much alignment. So I was a bartender to pay off my Milwaukee Bucks mm-hmm. tickets. <laughs> And what I learned, even listening to you now, is I learned how to establish boundaries. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Especially with men, because there is five guys a night who want your number. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. hold on, this is a bit much to the point where my now husband asked me three times when he came in for my number and I would not give it to him. And I saw him outside of the club. And then I went and asked for his number because it was like, I can't just be in this space being any way because like, first of all, my livelihood. Yeah. I need you to give me tips. Uh (laughs) And then two, like, I just don't want to be out here. Right. Um, And so when I hear you say that, I was like, 
we look at some jobs and we either say they're degrading, they're not worthy, but all of those like servitude positions, mm-hmm. there are so many skill sets that could be learned you and taken away. You don't realize it. And don't get me wrong. I, I want to stop every day, you know, mm-hmm. but when I look back on all the experiences I've had, because it's been like six years, mm-hmm. um, the men thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, we could write a book, right? right? But you just have to learn how to deal with it and be poised. And like, I just smile through it. But sometimes it's hard because when you're, you know, doing that kind of thing, you just have to be nice and always be nice. And they will mistake it as flirting or something. And it's right. like, dude, I'm just <laughs> nice. And I'm just doing my job. Right. Uh, it's interesting. There are a lot of guys out there really trying hard. And I'm like, <laughs> you, I think your best bet would just be funny. Just chill out and just like, just. Just sit down. Just yeah. sit down. But that's a skill set, too. It is. Telling people no creatively oh, with yeah. grace. And so, like, all these skills that can transition and to anywhere in life. Realize it. Exactly. And so, yeah, I'm realizing because I, you know, have a love-hate relationship with bartending. But it's like, okay, once I'm done with it, because I know I'm not going to do it forever, mm-hmm. I'll be like, I learned a lot from that, and I'll, like, appreciate it. Right. Yeah. It's the wrap-up. Mm-hmm. So we have one more part of your lyrics that I um, highlighted. And it's the final chorus. So with all the voices, don't let them make your choices. And if you've lost yours and you need to go get it. Because once you find it, you won't regret it. And then ignore all the noises. You make your own choices, but you pick your poison. Mm -hmm. So try to enjoy it and know your voice. How do you block out the voices? Oh, girl, it's hard. Oh, it is hard. I think that's why I wrote that, because it's a constant reminder. Um, I think because I realized at the end of the day, like, I have pretty good intuition, and I'm sure you do too. And we all know, like, our gut feeling about things. And I've really learned how to, um, well, I'm still in the process of it, because Mm -hmm. also when you work in a bar, there's a lot of people around you that maybe aren't out for your best interest. Right. 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 Um, But... I've learned to kind of try to not put my energy into certain things and really like keep myself around people or try to be around people that really bring out the best in me mm-hmm. and like don't bring out the negative side. Cause yeah, with the barks, it's because I'm there kind of a lot. You, <laughs> there are certain people who kind of make you more mean mm-hmm. or, or nicer or you're funnier or if they have your humor, mm-hmm. like, the worst is if you're with someone and you guys are just totally don't have the same humor or anything. And it's just, right. and then if you keep hanging around people like that aren't in your, you know, on your wavelength, you're just going to slowly start becoming someone that you don't want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think a big part of that is um, being surrounded by the right people mm-hmm. and just being connected mind, body, soul which i'm still working on because Mm -hmm. girl i was an athlete i don't really work out much anymore i see your videos and i'm like i need to go hang out with tyra oh my god (laughs) let's do a session it's so fun i should i'm serious yes we'll chat yeah Yeah. (laughs) um so with that being said too like what's next for you i don't know i don't know i'm at a really big transitional stage because um i've played with certain bands in the past and Mm -hmm. It helped me with my stage presence and all of that, but it also, I didn't necessarily love the music I was playing with them, and I've found my sound more 
And I'm, you know, recently just kind of cut it off with a band that I realized it wasn't serving me the way I wanted it to. I didn't mm-hmm. enjoy um, going. Mm-hmm. You should enjoy if you're going to, like, going to play with a band, you should be having fun, right? Right. right. Um, and so I'm trying to meet, you know, more people that are just more on my wavelength in the music mm-hmm. world. So right now, girl, it's full on transition stage. I don't know. <laughs> but That's I feel okay. like a lot of us are going through that. Like, exactly. COVID happened, right? And it kind of put a halt on a lot of stuff. Right. And like for artists, it's, yeah, it's just a weird time. Mm-hmm. But we'll get there. We're okay. <laughs> that is true. And I think it, you go back and you think, what was I doing pre-COVID that I didn't like that I could change moving forward? And you right. have more control over your happiness. And like the pick your poison, like you really do. Mm-hmm. We all have our vices. Mm-hmm. Um, there's levels. <laughs> yes. And um, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to get too into that, but it's, mm-hmm. you need to really kind of hone in on, um, just be careful with all the poison out there. Right. Because a little is good sometimes, but not, right. not too much. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's true. Um, that makes me think what legacy, because you've talked about voice memos. And then I think it's the natural to think about afterlife when someone passes and having death around you. What's the legacy that you want to leave? Well, my hope is to someday have all of my music released and like, you know, be able to maybe have an album out there. But, you know, lots of people have those dreams and say it it weren't to happen i think uh, my biggest thing is you you get what you put out be nice be be mean to people who need it but (laughs) it's not what you say it's how you say it right be kind always know that like you literally have no clue what people are going through no matter how beautiful they are or anything and i know that sounds so cliche i feel like we hear people say this stuff all the time Mm -hmm. but it's true and um, I just want people to always try to put out their best energy to people. And if you're really feeling down and negative, like talk to people, don't push your negativeness onto other people because we're all here just trying to do the same thing, right? We all wake up, we have our stupid alarm and you go do whatever job it is, whether you're a mailman or you're Ariana Grande or you're mm-hmm. whatever you're doing. And um. I'm just kind of going on a tangent right now. I don't even know where I'm going, but just we're on a journey. We're on a journey and just kill people with kindness and don't judge anyone from their backgrounds because mm-hmm. we aren't, we can't help where we're born. Right. You know, and it takes some people are Paris Hilton. Some people are like, you know, living in Haiti on like the street, you know, it's mm-hmm. just a big world full of lots of people. And there's a reason for that. So we can all, appreciate everyone right embracing the truth yeah so this is my favorite part it sucks that it's at the end but it's my favorite because it always connects so i always wrap up with this book called how to be more tree and so your tree today is it's pronounced you but it's spelled y-e-w and so patience is a virtue that tied into my video today. Didn't plan that. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so it reads. And just let me know your your final thoughts. Mm-hmm. Patience, planning, and taking time to reflect on your experiences is an important part of figuring out who we are. The you is a wise old grandmother of trees. 
It's traditionally associated with magic, and it's thought to be alive for up to 2,000 years. It's hard to tell exactly, though, because the yews are coy about their age. Older trees are hollow, so we don't count the rings. Part of the secret is their longevity. They're slow-growing but develop extensive root systems in which they can store nutrition in case the tree is ever damaged. So like the yew, go slow and feel free to be slightly mysterious. I think of um, a song that I wrote called Eventually because it's about the journey and trying to understand why, you know, some of us are farther ahead than others. Mm -hmm. And so I'll just say the lyrics to that one Um, or I'll sing it. I go outside and I look to the sky and I sit and wonder why, why this is my life. Why did I hide instead of sharing my gift with pride? Who it makes me wonder what could have been? What would I have now if I had done more than? I would have things I don't have today Is that what I want? Well, it's hard to say Cause if I had done life in a different way I wouldn't be who I am today And then it goes on and on But it's about um, you will get where you're meant to be eventually Mm. Trust the journey, trust the process That is true I really hope that sounds okay back because I'm so judgy. I'm like, I can't believe I just sang it again. It sounds beautiful. Uh, Your voice is beautiful. Um, I'm so happy that we were able to connect on this. I am too. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I just look forward to the rest of all that you have to share. And I know that it's deeply profound to your journey and what you're doing um, because I want to hear more. So give yeah. me more. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Um So we'll wrap up. Invisible Talks was birthed to feed our soul and to strengthen the generations to follow. So I'll leave you with this one question. Do you share your gift with pride? That's all we've got today for today's episode here at the Podcast Town Studio. These stories, they connect us. The ultimate question, what was the journey like to freedom? Wait, freedom is agreeing to disagree, different perspectives, healing from within, because life and legacy are deeply complex. We see people everywhere, but do we really see them? Their thoughts, griefs, pain, and struggles. To be strong is to heal. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. If you're kicked in the gut, he will help you catch your breath. Remember to breathe. You're stronger than you think. Make sure you stay connected by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Invisible Talks Podcast. Until next time, I'm Tyra Elin in the Podcast Town Studio.